you don't have your health, what do you have? You are a functional medicine doctor. Join us as we blend modern and ancient wisdoms to be well now. This is called a nebulizer. And this is Be Well Now. Welcome, everyone, to Be Well Now. The best podcast this side of the Mississippi. Of course. Yes. Uh, you're Dr. Ron Dumar. Yes, I am Dr. Ron Dumar. I am a Chinese medicine doctor, a chiropractic physician, functional medicine specialist. People get sick. That is true. And it's totally fine, right? Like, we don't care about this health stuff when yeah, we're out living yeah. our lives, getting busy, making money, raising our kids, doing the things we love. And then we're sick, and then we care about this stuff a lot. Yeah, it's that moment that your body seems to let you down, right? And especially if you get sick, your kids get sick. I've never heard of a nebulizer being used in sort of like a, I don't know, like my friend Alex Sinekin used a nebulizer and he had bad asthma as a kid. I didn't think of that as like a, oh, I'm in a natural health space. Like nebulizers could help me with my lung issues. Yeah. Nebulize to get the medicines to get exactly into the space that you want to treat. I think he was probably taking something from... So it would have been pharmacy, exactly. you know, albuterol or something like that. Albuterol, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he had really bad asthma. Yeah. But you're telling me there's more homeopathic, natural, what, what, what are we using for words here? Of course, there are natural ways of treating your lung conditions. And we want to show you how to treat your lung condition in a very natural way today. Using natural, natural peppermint oil? Technology. And technology. Yeah. And hydrogen peroxide and silver, colloidal yep. silver. Hydrogen, food grade hydrogen peroxide, peppermint oil. And silver. How's the flow today? Is this a little, little jolted and I don't all over know. the place? It's going all over. That's good. Are we feeling good or should we? Uh, I think we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, let's start with the basics. What are nebulizers? Like, why would I use one? Uh, and, and like, give me a, su- yeah, give so me a suggestion it, for when this would, I'd be grateful for having this. Oh my gosh. So uh, as a father, I, I have six children. I have five boys and one girl. And sometimes you wake up at night and you hear them goo, goo. You hear that big cough. Yeah. And uh, you hear that croupy type, whooping type cough. Wait, if, I, if my kid has croup, would this help? Yeah, this will be helpful for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. And it's, uh, it's something that can be at a ready disposal. Now, I recommend this for a lot of our patients because we do treat, we do uh, lung treatments. We do breathing treatments in our office. We kind of demonstrated some of that a a few podcasts ago. But this little baby right here, what it will do is it will create a mist or a steam with the medication that you put into it. It'll mist it so that you can actually breathe it in. So you breathe it in droplets into your lungs. You take a puff of that and it will distribute whatever medication, uh, herbal, uh, peppermint in our case, hydrogen peroxide and silver, that you put in there, it will create a mist out of it. You can breathe it in and get directly into the lungs to help them speed their healing. So you place the medication in the device, mm-hmm. fine mask, you inhale through the, the mask or mouthpiece? That yeah, comes so there's there? a mouthpiece on this one. You can use a mask as well, but I like this one because it's pretty convenient. You can use it. You can put it in a, a kit, a travel kit. You can put it in your car. You can take it with you on trips. So I recommend this one for a lot of our patients. Um, but yeah, you can breathe that right in through that um, nozzle and it'll go straight into the lungs and begin healing. Well, I like um, hot showers, 
You know, I love the steam baths and peppermint, the steam showers. Yeah, like essential oil, peppermint in there if my kids are having lung issues. But you're saying you can use uh, peppermint oil in a nebulizer. Yeah. So what you'd want to do is most nebulizers you'll put like some uh, you'll put distilled water in. Uh, there's a, a carrier that you'll have of some sort, and then you'll put the medication in. So you'll put the carrier in, which I like to use mostly distilled water, and then you'll put in the, in this case, peppermint would be the first one. Uh, if any of you have ever uh, diffused peppermint, some people have diffusers at home or, or they'll um, run it on the stove. Some people will boil water and put a little essential oil, or they'll even go out and put, get a peppermint leaf and put peppermint leaf on the stove and, uh, and simmer that. All of those can be really beneficial to your respiratory system and your lungs to help decrease inflammation and to speed tissue recovery and healing. That's awesome. Making breathing more comfortable. Exactly. As it should be. Well, yes. And it's always nice to have that kind of cool, minty sensation over your mouth, your lungs, your throat. It helps it to just soothe that inflammation. Again, that swelling, that inflammation, it's just really fiery if you think about it. It's, it's, uh, not a, it's not a fun thing to experience, for sure. And so if you put the cool a peppermint on there, it helps to just calm all of that down. must feel like a superpower when you have sick kids to give it, them something that they can do that will help. And it's nice as a parent to feel like, oh, I can be a doctor parent, a doctor mom, right? It was just so long ago, so many years ago, I remember those commercials. Be the doctor mom. Oh, I don't uh, know that. Uh, you don't remember that? Mm. It was, uh, maybe it was some like a uh, cough syrup medication or something, but it was doctor mom is what the idea was. Mm. Um, but this is the idea. We want to help equip you as well so that you have tools at home to be able to treat your children and treat yourselves to take care of yourselves as naturally as possible. Is there a point at which we say consult a physician before using this? Because the next one is uh, food yes. grade hydrogen peroxide. And that to me is like, uh, what? what are you I, talking about? It's, I think it's important always with any of these home devices, even that you're that it's recommended uh, or that you have a discussion with and, and ask a, a physician that you trust um, hey, is this something that would be recommended in my case? Would this be beneficial for me or for my children? And uh, these home devices are absolutely uh, in par with what is necessary and uh, beneficial at home. So I generally would recommend that people have one of these or have access to it. Uh, but if you can learn how to use it and learn by essentially asking a care provider that you know and trust, and they can direct how much of it that you're going to use uh, as far as the food grade hydrogen peroxide or how much peppermint or how much silver should I be using in, uh, in with a ratio to how much water you're going to be using. So it has to be food grade hydrogen peroxide. It has to be food grade. You Where don't do want to use that? just the regular stuff because the, the regular hydrogen peroxide is not it's not uh, suitable for internal use. So the food grade hydrogen peroxide, we have it here. We sell it at our office. You can also purchase this um, online. You can purchase it. There are several different uh, trusted distributors. Um, and I should have brought a bottle here to show as well. We should have had that. I think I've taken some in a, you know, antiviral protocol. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really have a strong... There's not it, a strong taste. It's, it does have a little taste to little it, taste but to not it. real... Stronger. I'm used to. I'm used to the the hardcore stuff around here. The herbs, like yeah. that's nothing. Yeah, the herbs definitely have a strong taste. It's a. But they're strong doing flavor. stuff. They're doing stuff. They work. 
Um, all right, so let's talk about this hydrogen peroxide. It uh, it fights against disease, like absolutely. So one of the do? cool things about food grade hydrogen peroxide is that uh, when our body elicits an immune response, it produces what are called peroxisomes. So peroxisomes are actually peroxide, like hydrogen peroxide. That's what's created. And it's created to begin the process of degrading and breaking down the pathogenic factor. So when we inhale or when we use food grade hydrogen peroxide, we're doing it with the intent to begin the process of breaking down the pathogenic factor and assisting the immune response that is either lagging or isn't quite up to par for what is necessary at the time. How do you know when to use it? Well, Again, what you're, what you're going to do is, first of all, determine uh, how your child or how you, you yourself are feeling as far as your lungs go. You could use food-grade hydrogen peroxide at the beginning. And again, I would only do a drop or two in your solution. I would only put a drop or two in the solution. You can go up to higher amounts, but that's where you'd want to consult with a physician. Okay. So I would only put a drop or two, but if you're just doing a drop or two, what it's going to do is it's going to simply increase the oxygenation of that water, the oxygen delivery to the lung tissue itself. It's going to hyperoxygenate the cells and it's going to balance out uh, the immune response. So definitely uh, find yourself some food grade hydrogen peroxide and have that on hand so that you can use it uh, when necessary. And you can also put with distilled water in here, colloidal silver. Yes. Which, you know, again, this is one of those where you hear about it, like, does this do anything? Mm-hmm. Is that just the, is that just the, well, one of the cool things the about silver health stuff that people think works, but doesn't. Oh yeah. And I, I take personal offense to that, of course, but if I natural health things that work, but don't bring it up, you I'm know, teasing. people think that, yes, you know? of course I'm, I'm in the club. You yeah, know, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm teasing you, but But yes, absolutely. There is a prevailing thought out there that herbs or plants or natural substances uh, either don't work, are ineffective, or are just darn slow. They're plain slow, right? Could could that be true, the slow part? It Uh, feels like it doesn't solve it right away, so it's got to be slow. Sure, it could be. It could be slow, but what it's really doing... Not like the other stuff is like... I mean, anyway, go ahead. What it's really doing is it's working with your body, your body's chemistry, your body's ability to fight the illness and an ailment, right? As opposed to overwhelming your body or stepping in place of your body or supplanting and shutting off the natural processes of your body. It's not doing those things. So what what herbal medicine does, what these natural medicine strategies do is they work to support and enhance the process that your body is already performing, the naturally occurring process of the immune system. What a complicated and wonderful immune system it is. Absolutely. And it's very sophisticated. It's very complex. And in this case with silver, colloidal silver is actually, you you can actually make colloidal silver at home. And a lot of people uh, have done this. You can use different charges or batteries and have an anode and a diode. And anyway, you can, you can set this up and you can do it. But if, if you're into that, then I'll leave that up to you, I guess. I would recommend getting colloidal silver from a quality source. Uh, We can recommend um, some sources as well. I actually use a silver called Argerol, which is a uh, more of a silver protein. Yeah, I was on that too early on, Uh fighting infection. You had some of that also. Yep. But, But with silver, if think about this, 
we have something that we in, uh, interact with or engage with every single day, multiple times. There's something that every single one of you listeners right now engages with this every single day. And we call it a very specific thing. And it's something that gets food from my plate to my mouth. Fork. Okay, yes. And what do we call the fork and the knife? Silverware. Silverware. Why do we call it silverware? It looks that's, silver. Isn't that a loose? That's an interesting thing, right? Now, we have all sorts of different types of silverware now. We have even plastic forks and wooden forks and spoons and things. We, we kind of call them all silverware. It's all gone handed into the same thing. But the reason originally we called it silverware is because literally it was silver. Mm. It was silver. It was made of silver. And silver itself has antibiotic properties that we've mm. known for hundreds of years and that we've used as an antibiotic in medicine. And so what, one of the first things that my stomach acid does is to defeat pathogenic, path, uh, pathogenic factors by introducing an acidity, right? So another way that I can neutralize a pathogen is by actually having silver make contact with my food and when I eat it. Right? So I'm consuming a little bit of silver when I eat if I'm actually consuming or utilizing true silverware. Mm. And that's the origin of silverware. Right? And you think about that, a lot of these things were done for utility. They were done out of reason and for a very specific intentional purpose. And that was, in this case, to prevent us from eating or consuming something that could be problematic for us. So just come up with a scenario in which someone feels a certain way and they do something with this nebulizer and one of these and what they would expect to happen. Okay. So, uh, we, we talked about whooping cough. It could also be bronchitis. Let's say you're coughing, you're coughing. You see that the blood, the, the sputum that you develop starts to have some blood tinge in it. Okay. That's a sign that the bronchioles themselves are super inflamed right? And they're even releasing uh, blood, right? So you've got to get something down in there to calm that inflammation uh, as quickly as you can. So you could use, in this case, you could do a couple drops of peppermint with your distilled water, and you could put a drop of silver in there. I wouldn't put all three of these in at the same time. You could even just do the peppermint, or you could conversely just do the silver. But uh, what I would probably do myself is I would put a couple of drops of peppermint and a drop of silver, and then I would get my um, nebulizer going, and I would breathe that directly into my lungs. And I would do that for uh, several minutes. So is this just something you just breathe in and out of, or do you just take one puff on? Or how no, you're you? going you're gonna to breathe in, so you'll it'll... It'll create the steam, and you'll do that for about three minutes. Just constantly, just breathing, just hyping on that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. just breathing on the on the um, nebulizer, and of course the this is different uh, than what we frequently see people using an inhaler, right? It's still nebulizing. It's like a nebulizer, um, and it gives you that mist. You can inhale that very quickly. And that's just a single puff that we see with those is delivering that medication very quickly to the lungs. Okay. And in this case, what we're doing is we're creating a mist or uh, nebulizing this fluid and this medicine so that you can breathe it in and coat those lungs. But it is more, it takes a little more time. 
And are there any contradictions to what you just said? Something where like uh, words of caution as well. Yeah. So you do want to be careful um, with the use or the overuse of silver. Okay. So some people have, um, if they overuse silver, you can get a condition called argentin, which essentially is like uh, a bluish tint to your skin. It's not. Doesn't it's, sound good. Yeah. It's, it's just. It's just odd. <laughs> you know, you just look like the blue man group, I guess. You don't look that blue. It's a very, it's a very kind of grayish, bluish hue. Uh, but it, it, if that happens, this comes from a significant uh, high consumption of silver. In lower doses, you would never have that uh, occur. But it is something that can occur. It's a possibility. So don't, don't just go willy-nilly dumping a whole bunch of silver or drinking out of the bottle or thinking that there's, there's absolutely no problem with these uh, medications, even though they're so-called natural, that's what we're saying. Natural doesn't always mean that they're safe for, you know, extended doses. So dose still matters when it's natural. And to use that same example, we were talking about whether or not they'll work or whether they'll work, work quickly enough. And what I say to people is it's dependent on dose. Like the dose is the critical factor. If you have an herbal medication, you're like, well, yeah, it's just kind of slow. Well, you, you may just not be using the right dose. Or maybe you need to put it with a better carrier or a, a, a distributing type of um, herbal that's going to deliver it to the right area in the body. So we have certain herbals, for instance, like ginkgo leaf. A lot of people have heard of ginkgo leaf. A lot of people are taking ginkgo, but they're taking ginkgo nut as opposed to ginkgo leaf. Well, ginkgo nut has really deep, rich oils in it because it's the nut. Nuts do. They have rich oils. But if you have ginkgo leaf, it's more of a floating. It's more of an ascending type of property to it. And it's very light. So ginkgo leaf, if you take that and consume it, it's going to drive the formula to the brain, to the upper portion of the body because it's a leaf. It'll float. Okay. And then if you take the nut, it's going to drive the formula to the gut, the GI, to the lower portions of the body. So yes, herbs are very effective. They can be very potent and it takes a trained, skillful person to understand, physician, to understand what the right dose is given your age, given your weight, uh, and given the um, critical nature of your condition. So what if my kid has a, like a croupy cough or having a rough night of croup? What would you recommend? So again, with croup, I, I would go, my first go-to, because it works the majority of the time, is the peppermint. That's, it's so simple. It's basic. It's very common. There are some kids who have some sensitivities to peppermint, so you'd want to be careful with that. Uh, and if, that, if you know that already, um, then what you'd want to do is probably use the, the silver is what I would go with next. Doing a drop of silver and having him diffuse that or uh, nebulize that. Now, uh, with the peppermint, the other way that you can tell if there's a sensitivity and if you don't know, you can mix a little bit of it with uh, oil, a little bit of the peppermint with oil and apply it to your child's skin and just observe. Where at? Uh, on the hand. I would do it on the back of the hand and just observe and watch to see what happens. Give it, a, give it uh, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. And if he doesn't have any um, reaction to it, then you're uh, very likely in the clear to be able to nebulize for him also. As you say, if you don't have your health, what do you have? What do you have? Nothing. You have to have your health. 
Without your health, you're done. We hope everybody out there, not, we don't want you to take it easy. We want you to breathe. Breathe easy. easy. Breathing easy on the Be Well Now podcast. Thanks, everybody. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.